Kebu would like to give special thanks to our local community partners who have donated food for our volunteers today. Breakfast was provided by Grand Central Bakery, a locally owned artisan bakery in Oregon and Washington with many locations in Portland. For more, go to grandcentralbakery.com. Lunch was provided by Cannon's Rib Express, located at 5410 Northeast 33rd Avenue, an award-winning barbecue restaurant in Portland. Dinner was provided by Holy Moly, a food cart that serves Mexican moly, located 1419 Southeast 33rd Avenue in Portland, on Southeast 33rd and Hawthorne, down the alleyway. For more information on how you can support KBU, call 877-500-5266 right now. KBU's Fall Drive Daily Prize Drawing Rules. Everyone who donates will be entered into the daily prize drawing. No purchase necessary to be entered. Making a purchase or contribution will not improve an individual's chance of winning. The prize drawing is subject to all applicable federal, state, and local laws and regulations. Void where prohibited or restricted by law or regulations. To enter, call 877-500-5266 between the hours of 6 a.m. and 10 p.m. and provide your name, complete address with zip code, date of birth, and day evening phone numbers with area code. Only one entry per person per household will be accepted each day. Winner will be determined in a random drawing daily between the hours of 10 p.m. and 6 a.m. Winner may be notified by telephone the following day. For a copy of official prize drawing rules and restrictions, and for the name of the winner, go to kboo.fm forward slash fall daily prize. And thank you. Kebu Community Radio is a proud co-sponsor of the East Portland Arts and Literary Festival, Saturday, September 23rd at the Jade Apano Multicultural Space in Portland. The East Portland Arts and Literary Festival is a full-day festival led by artists of color exploring what it means to immigrate, migrate, and find home. The festival will include visual art, film, performances, storytelling, plus a book and craft fair with local writers and creators. Again, that's the East Portland Arts and Literary Festival, Saturday, September 23rd, from 11 a.m. to 6 p.m. at the J. DePano Multicultural Space, 8114 Southeast Division Street in Portland. More information can be found at kboo.fm on the right side of the homepage under Community Events.
You're listening to KBOO Portland during our membership drive, and coming up right now, Cutie Pop Talk. Oh my goodness, here we are. It's Tuesday. It is. It's, it's, it's Tuesday, all right. September 19th, uh, 1817. <laughs> oh, yeah, totes my goats. And on that note, let's introduce and welcome everybody to yeah. Cutie Pog Talk, where we invite you to sit down and listen to what's happening here in our queer and trans community here in Portland. I'm Darian Jones. I'm Zelazel Smarshant. And we're here with our special guest tonight. Marquis, hello. Hello, hello. Hi, Marquis. Thanks for having me. Thanks for coming. Yeah, thanks for joining us tonight. Um, and just to give our listeners a little preview of what's going on, so tonight's episode is kind of going to be centered around, you know, kind of deconstructing that Portland nice and like also like what that culture looks like in our community mm. and how, you know, the queer community actually works and the expectations we set upon ourselves and really around the femme people in our community. Mm-hmm. Um, so in short, it's kind of going to be an episode to serve as a forum for us community members to kind of discuss what's going on and what's impacting us here in Portland. Um, So, you know, if you have questions and you want to actually ask us things too, we'll be looking for your posts on our Facebook feed live via message and on our wall. Yes, we should also mention it's a special membership drive. Is it the special membership drive? I mean, every episode that we do is very special. I think this is extra special because it's a membership drive. (laughs) What? So, Zellis, can you tell me what happens during these membership drives? I lose my mind pretty much, is what (laughs) happens. Oh, you seem like you've got a lot of energy right now, rallying around. I do. I'm really, uh, really good at being that black hole sun. (laughs) Oh, my. That's a great song. (laughs) That's a great song. And then getting it done. But it's, uh, I, you know, I have to implore listeners, we, um, we couldn't do it without you. So we'll be, you know, interrupting from time to time with our beautiful, awesome pitch people. We have Emma Lugo from Transpositive, who's pitching today. Love Emma. It's awesome. Um, so definitely show Emma some love and Kabu some love and Cutie Pock Talk some love by uh, picking up those phones um, and also, sure. you know, or going to the website and clicking on the big blinking button that says donate. But um, yeah, let's get to it. Apart from that, we wanna, who wants to delve into the subjects we were talking about today? Who wants to go first? Well, I mean, um, I can maybe kick us off, start if that's do cool. It. I don't want to take it. over. Jump you know me. I love to talk. You can do it. Um, so you know, I kind of want to think about this like Portland nice kind of culture and like how <laughs> it impacts us people of color here. Truly. Um, and like, if we want to start somewhere real simple, let's start around tipping. Yes, we were talking about the tipping culture here uh, several weeks ago. We were. Yes. Uh, You keep going, and I'll tie off of it. Well, it's just kind of interesting kind of thinking about how folks, um, we have these expectations in our Mm -hmm. culture around, like, tipping, where, like, I have totally been a server, and I love when people tip me. Someone has also tipped me nothing, too. Um, which is really shame. Yeah, which is an, <laughs> an often thing that happens. Not you. No, yes, yes, me. I don't know if it was just that smile was too bright, oh you God. know? I don't know what it <laughs> too was. Too wide. Too wide and that oh brown skin. But oh um, it's interesting when I go out to places how I found that folks like have an expectation mm-hmm. for like me to tip or what I'm tipping mm-hmm. or this whole thing where people are like looking at my ticket, which mm. is just so weird. And it feels looking like an invasion of privacy. Oh. Like I had a friend who would literally take my receipt and look at it and <gasps> then tell me if I that tipped this so person trifling. enough or not. Oh, you know here. what? I've had friends like that and they're not my friends anymore. Yeah, it was <laughs> That's uh, really how I deal I, with that. This, yeah, like. I'm like, listen, bish. Yeah. Like, it's, who do you think you are? By makes people uncomfortable, prepared? right? Yeah. And then you have folks who are like, well, if people can't tip, they shouldn't go out at all. And I'm like, wow. Me, that's right. a lot of privilege. Yeah. And it comes yeah. from a yes. really interesting space. And then, yes. you know, sometimes I'm out and I'm like tipping at, um, you know, the, the crisp. You've been to crisp salad bar? Mm-mm. It's crisp salad okay. bar. <laughs> And uh, like, it always gets me too because like when you go into places, people are like, you need to you need to tip five bucks all the time. And I'm like, mm. no, I this don't is think like so. Twelve dollars salad. <laughs> like, let's really think about that. And so, as like a um, person of color, I found that even when I interact with folks who are like at restaurants, they set this expectation, this game with me, where it's like, oh, you're not going to tip me, so I'm not going to give you good service, mm. or oh, I'm not going to give you any good service at all because I just don't like like you maybe mm-hmm. or just set false expectations and mm-hmm. so it's interesting kind of going out and trying to navigate the space as like a person of color with restaurants and like 
you know, I have found now where like I just I've set this minimum where like you can't like in my mind I'm like oh my gosh if I don't tip twenty percent minimum people are gonna judge me and if I you know actually have terrible service people I feel the expectation to still even tip even though it's bad mm-hmm. like I feel empowered to call awful servers out like i know what spurned this conversation was when we were out you and i daring one day and i I was really tired that day yeah that was and i feel like many servers are predatory (laughs) and that if you are exhausted and i see i've not not touched i've seen it happen too where you're of color and it's almost like some servers just want to take advantage of that and this person tried to charge me for an extra drink. Remember that? Right. And yeah. it was first of all a really crappy drink. Like it was it was a really awful oh, and then I was like, Oh, I don't really want it actually. And um she she didn't take it back and then gave me the check, like, well and I was like, Excuse me. I oh. I <laughs> asked for this to be taken off of the ticket. She goes, Well, you drank a lot of it and I was no, like, Actually, uh, no, I didn't. didn't, I said, because it was still pretty full. And I was like, so I'd really appreciate it if you just walk that back to the bar and take that off immediately. And she did, you know, her horsey ponytail flip and walked walked back. But I have to give public props to Darren, who I was like, Darren, I'm so tired. Like, usually I would just be on this. He's like, you have to do it. You have to. I was like, you're right. You're right. Even though I'm exhausted and she's picking on me, I got to got to do that. Um and she came back. There is a happy ending. Like, I guess I earned some sort of respect because now she doesn't bother me like that. And oh, yeah. You've gone back and you have the same person. <laughs> yeah, right. No, that's good. But there's that aspect. Um, yeah. And then there's the reality of, like, you t- tipping is the tipping is supposed to compliment somebody on their service. Yeah. Absolutely. You know, and now I feel like there's just tipping everywhere. And it's a total class war. Mm-hmm. You know, like, tip the newspaper mm-hmm. person. Tip... And you the boutique that you buy your t- t-shirts you know, at. Tip the get Europe and Matai guy. Like, whatever. Tip K-Boo. Tip K-Boo. That's right. On that note, we, God, we could just go on and know it. We yeah. have to go to our awesome pitch people. Take it away, Ma. Great. And we are back here in Membership Central. Um, and we just want to talk to you for about three minutes here um, in between Cutie Pock Talk about why it's important to give to KBU. And uh, I think I'd like to start first by just, you know, kind of bouncing off of this discussion that was going on about tipping. And, um, you know, the, 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 if, if you tip your server, if you, if you provide, you know, a little extra something to someone that you've given service, uh, who's given service to you, um, you know, it's, it's important. If you think of KBU the same way, KBU is, is this community service we we serve you every day we we give you great news programming uh, we we try to follow principles of beloved community uh, we're really working hard every day to inform you to educate you to entertain you and um, and so we're asking you uh, right now to give back if you can um, you know w- one of the things that people are doing right now is they're giving just ten dollars a month. Um, if you give $10 a month, that's uh, just $120 a year. And um, it makes such a difference to our community. If you listen to Cutie Pock Talk, if you listen to the queer programming block, um, I know that you, you you are someone who cares about the queer community. Uh, if you're listening to Cutie Pock Talk right now, you're someone who really wants to know uh, what do people of color have to say? Uh, how, how does our principles of beloved community really play through? Is KBU being real? Is it being authentic? And I really hope it is. And if you believe that KBU is trying to, um, you know, dismantle white supremacy, if you think that we're trying to uh, make genuine efforts to uh, to heal this community um, and try to deconstruct white supremacy, uh, give us a call right now. Our number is 877-500-5266. That's 877-500-5266. Um, if you could just give $5 a month, that's only $60 a year. $60 is... Um, for most people, that's probably something that they could afford. And um, our goal for this hour is $160. So that's not too bad of a goal. I think that we can definitely reach it. And the good news is we're only on day five of our pledge drive, and we're already almost halfway to our goal. So this is, like, so exciting for me as someone who I serve on the finance committee at KBU. And it's really important to me that KBU uh, goes into its 50th year, um, you know, in the red with... Um, 
Okay, great. Well, just uh, I'm just been told we're just about out of time for this break. So if you can give us a call at 877-500-5266. We've got lots of people here ready to take your call. And uh, you can also donate online at kboo.fm. And uh, please, please give. Thank you. Been food service for, you know, a long time. And uh, people definitely feel some type of way uh, about tipping, especially in regards to, like, for me as a server, like, I will give you great service off top. And I'm not res- necessarily worried about how much of a tip I get because I'm still getting a paycheck, right? Mm-hmm. But it definitely comes a time where I've given great service and I've gotten like $2 or next to nothing on like really big checks. Mm-hmm. And I used to work at this place. It was run by this amazing queer woman and she told us off top, like, look, people come in here and they don't treat you with respect. They don't tip you. You just have free range to like let them have it, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so I've literally worked shifts with girls at this place who, uh, you know, they would give great service and get nothing for a tip or like you know a dollar and fifty cents. And I've watched them take the dollar and fifty cents, run out and give it back to people. So it's like this thing where I don't think because mm, I'll go out and I'll eat somewhere and I might not have enough to tip. I'll still eat and I won't feel no way about it because that person's still gonna get a paycheck. I need to get fed. So <laughs> I it's I definitely agree that it has become this like classist thing to like expect yeah. someone to tip you a certain amount of money to the point where I've even seen places that have like a percent like the percentage oh, like laid yeah. out for you already. Mm-hmm. I'm like, mm, this is mighty presumptuous. Mighty presumptuous, <laughs> yeah. right. Like so. don't come around here unless you have the exactly i just really hate that like i grew i was the government cheese and tater tots generation you know like (laughs) straight up before they killed the (laughs) just the only good thing about being the welfare rat but um (laughs) but yeah i mean this idea of okay well you better well then you should if you want to eat out then you better be in that position to even eat out it's like listen to what you're so unfair food and also well-being and none of your your business Mm -hmm. and i feel the same way where it's you know um it's about eating (laughs) truly it's about eating the food and i don't think it should be expected and also just i just don't think there should be it's totally a class situation And, and then you add to the intersection of um, the reality of African Americans and how little mm-hmm. we're making, and it's blaming a whole populace and mm-hmm. other populace, you know, out, out, you know, anywhere for their plight. Like shame on you that you can't give me twenty five percent gratuity mm-hmm. or fifteen percent gratuity when you're talking about cultures that are making ridiculously low amounts, poverty level per hour if that you know of money it's just incredible i just so opposed to that and i think it's a really it's totally like a class learned idea like i grew up like you know with family saying like you don't have to tip like it is if you have it and it's nice and they did a good job then yeah but you're not nobody's entitled to tip and if you got served a horrible deal then don't because that's you giving the message you need to really up it a bit you know Mm -hmm. but I think that we talked about this gray area a couple of weeks ago, Darian, where it's like, how do you, you know, I feel like there's those of us that I think, frankly, are of color and understand that, um, not everybody, but many. And then there's, I swear, the most of the grief I've gotten is not from of color servers mm-hmm. most of the time. No. It's just they're hipsters that are just like, you're going to give me that $5. Right. <laughs> and I'm like, so you can go out and buy another Beyonce hat knockoff? No, I'm oh, not going to no. do that. Yeah, Support I went there. the queen. That's no. right. <laughs> no, I'm not going to do that. But, um, no, I mean, I, I totally agree with <laughs> that. Like, We're <laughs> like a lot of the expectations <laughs> that are placed are just kind of like ridiculous when you think about it. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if I've shared this story, but like my first memory of a tip was at a Shoney's in the South. And it's a memory because I didn't know what tipping was. And I took the money off the table and brought it to my parents. And I was like, you forgot your money. And they were like, no. 
Sorry. We didn't. And so <laughs> put the money back on the table. Well, it's then. a cultural thing and a cultural norm yeah. too, where you know I was like a child before I actually really experienced a restaurant eating out, mm. and so um, it's just odd to think about how these things, which you can learn as children, kind of can play out into your adult livelihoods here and essentially like in Portland nice I mean this is you know just one facet and we've started on tipping we could just have a whole show on tipping mm-hmm. now it's, it's a big deal it's totally a class war well it is a class war I mean there's no denying it um you know there's a few places where you, you can there's not actually any places you can go in the city I don't think that you aren't tip you can't tip like, I don't you ever notice those? Sometimes they just include it anyway. Like if you're going to a food cart and then you're checking out, and then there's the whole like, "Would you like to tip?" and they and they can customize it. Yeah, I don't know if you noticed that. And that first time I saw that, I was like, "This is kind of like mm. uh, putting somebody on the spot." Not all, not everybody has that, and I know it's at the discretion. It's at each uh, restaurateur's discretion mm-hmm. whether or not they put that on there. But some of them, like the you know, they'll have that prompt come up, and then some of them have. Um, like options in there, so yeah. you know, and I'm just thinking that's really interesting that that would be on there. I I, I feel more okay to be my food cart people because a lot of them are like people of oh, color yeah. that right. I know, and it's really hard to make a good buck at that. But um, I I've often I've I've experienced differences between like uh the tipping culture here and the tipping culture in the south where I'm from where I feel like there's a more of an understanding about that. Um, here, I feel like it's really, really uppity. Really, well, because really it's bad. Just, people expect it. Here. Yeah, people for almost like, anything. And they will treat mm-hmm. you any kind of way up until it's time for them to get that tip. And then like... Oh, thank you so much. Right. Oh, <laughs> thank you so everything? much. Yeah. I hate that the <clears throat> I was out one time with my mom. And, oh, and we um, we got our meal. And the our server was just like not treating us very well and uh, my mom had asked for like a water or something and she still had not given it to us still had not given it to us and finally another server came and like helped us out and our original server came back and she was like oh um did so-and-so help you out oh she's always got my back and my mom audibly goes and she's gonna have your tip too (laughs) (laughs) just because you know she hadn't taken care of us in in that way but she's still i could tell was expecting yeah. Us to tip her out really great. God. Okay. On that note, we got to go back to Emma to take us into our pledge drive. And uh, we are here in Pledge Central. Uh, we have lots of lots of folks here ready to take your call. And the good news is that we are almost halfway to our goal of one hundred and five thousand dollars for this pledge drive. And the way that we reach our goal is just one step at a time, one drop of water at a time. Um, one gift at a time. And so we're just here right now to talk to you for a few minutes about why it's important to give to KBOO. Um, I know that if you're listening to this program right now, that KBOO programming matters to you. Uh, You probably listen to KBOO a lot. Maybe you have it on while you drive home from work. Maybe you have it on while you're listening, uh, while you're at home having dinner. Um, There there might be lots of times when you listen to KBOO. And so KBOO is always giving to you. Uh, as a community station, we, we really want to serve our community, and, and that's you. And right now is the time when we ask for you if you can please give back. Um, and there's lots of ways that you can give. Uh, you could just give a one-time gift if you can afford 25 or $35. Uh, you could also make a monthly gift, and that's really what we prefer. Um, I can tell you as a member of the finance committee that what I've seen is that the sustaining memberships where people give like $10 a month or $15 a month really make the difference. That's what that's what really keeps our station going. So if you can think about giving a, a monthly gift of, say, $10 a month, um, now is the time to do it. Give us a call, 877-500-5266. And I want to let you know about a couple of things that uh, are kind of an incentive that we're offering to people who uh, would like to give. Uh, one of them is we're giving the uh, $10 a month KBU exclusive membership. Uh, this is a USB drive, and it has all this amazing audio on it. It's got... Um, uh, Susan Faludi, Margaret Mead, Pete Seeger, Paul Robeson, W.B. Du Bois, Dick Gregory, Stokey Carmichael, Eldridge Cleaver, John Trudell from AIM, Vanana Shiva, Cornell West. Cornell West was just speaking the other day. Um, 
Noam Chomsky, Glenn Greenwald. It's an amazing audio drive that will keep you uh, informed and will keep you inspired for, 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 you know, you could listen to this for days. There's so much on this. It's amazing. And uh, this is a gift that we're only giving to people who uh, become sustaining members. Uh, that's if you can give $10 a month. Now, $10 a month is uh, $120 a year. And that may seem like a lot, but when you, when you break it down month by month, $10 is um, you know, maybe that's what you make in one hour working, or maybe it's only half of what you make. Who knows? Um, but if you can give one hour's wages, uh, whatever your wages are, like I work, uh, I'm a, I'm a direct support provider, so I make like twelve dollars an hour. So if I give twelve dollars an hour, that's hundred and fifty dollars a month. And I'll tell you, we have five thousand members at Kabu. If every member just gave one hour of work uh, a month then we would be way, way over our pledge, pledge drive goal right now. So if you can give us a call, our number is 877-500-5266. That's 877-500-5266. And I've been listening to Cutie Pock Talk. It's one of my favorite programs on KBU, and it's inspired me to look up a few Angela Davis quotes that I wanted to share um, to help you think about why it's important to give to KBU. Um, KBU. Here's one from Angela Davis. We have to talk about liberating minds as well as liberating society. And I think that that's, uh, you know, what we're doing right now here at KBU and what we're doing, uh, what Cutie Pock Talk is doing, they're helping to get you some information, get you some education, and, you know, give you a perspective that you may not hear on another radio station here in Portland and this if you value this community service if you value KBU if you value hearing these voices give us a call right now call us at 877-500-5266 that's 877-500-5266 um, and uh, pledge right now to KBU here's another one from Angela Davis racism in the first place is a weapon used by the wealthy to increase the profits they bring by paying black workers less for their work that's Angela Davis. And this is what's, this is part of what they're talking about on Cutie Pock Talk, queer and trans people of color talk. It's really, KBU has a mission of beloved community. Uh, we want to go, we, we want to go by 2020. We want to get there. And, um, and, but, Part, in order for us to get to 2020, we need people to give every 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 year. Uh, we're coming up on our 50th anniversary, and it's really exciting. Everything right now that's happening at Kibu is really exciting. And part of the reason that we're able to make all of this happen is through your gifts, through your donations. So if you can give us a call right now, our number is 877-500-5266. That's 877-500-5266. And if you don't want to call over the phone, you can also give online. You can donate kboo.fm it's really easy just go to kboo.fm and you can give online and that's also a great way to give and to support uh, this great work that's happening at KBU. great programming like queer and trans people of color talk that you can hear every other week it's just amazing and uh, so we're going to go back to that show right now uh, but please if you can give us a call right now and show that you support this program and we're back. <laughs> Welcome back to Cutie Pog Talk, folks. I'm Darian Jones. Hello, Zell Smurshot. We have McKee. Hi. McKee in the house. And I was just giggling because I just found out that Marquis is um, a 007 ballroom dancer and was asking about their history as a spy. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Used to be with the, so, the House of Ada. Maybe some background yeah, on you, Marquis. Background can we, can we, we tell people who you are? Yeah. Absolutely. So I'm Marquis. Um, I'm a musician. Um, I uh, started, let's see, I moved to Portland like in 2015 and I was dancing in companies. I was dancing for this company called Nonsense and then a company called uh, Eleven. And uh, sort of like, that's kind of where I met a lot of people and was just like kind of met my people and like where I wanted to like engage in the community. And uh, I really wanted to uh, learn a lot about Vogue. And so there are a lot of people who were also trying to, you know, uh, get a lot of, a lot more knowledge in the Vogue scene. And so I just linked up with them and Daniel Hiron was one of those people. And so I learned a lot from them. And they have this house called House of Ada. And I was in that mm -hmm. house for a little bit. And then I started, you know, um, really trying to get back into music and focus on that. And so I kind of 
backed out of that for a little bit and then now I'm just doing my music, focusing on my music, writing, but still engaging in the community, but just not a part of a house. And so that's where when you're not in a house in the ballroom scene, they call it a 007. So So there wasn't like a huge showdown. No, like nothing. Sh- no, I'm disappointed about that. No, there there's... wasn't like a Vogue off and they were like, <laughs> no one. And then somebody was ashamed. And then you like snapped your way out of the room. No, Shame. I wish it was. <laughs> I wish it was that dramatic. Truly. <laughs> there was no showdown. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> you, you can tell us. Can tell I sure us. would. <laughs> if there was, I sure would let you know. Okay. Um, no, I just, wanted to really focus on music and also just learn more about music and the ball scene on my own and like just really where I wanted to place myself. And so now being a musician, but also like, you know, still being a part of the growing ballroom scene in Portland is really great. And to have this sort of like neutral, you know, perspective from everything but I still go to the balls every now and again and so do you have to get jumped bit. into a house like, <laughs> no. I saw an article no. about hazing today online like you show up and I don't know there's like this extreme voguing I mean, maybe in a sense I feel like I when someone recruits you for a house they definitely like see something in you and there's definitely like you know you got to pay your dues to get in the house like maybe go to a ball and win like walk a category and win and that's how you know okay all right now you can come or that you know the maybe the house mother or father sees something or sees you do something and they're like oh that's the one we want them to join you know a lot of pressure i I was thinking maybe i could do it in my spare time but i don't know (laughs) you could you really could I like to garden too much. Vogue by nine. <laughs> Good for you, Vogue by now. I am a Vogue by nine. Okay. Man. I'm a Vogue on Snapchat. You are a Vogue. Yes, Snapchat Vogue. You are a Vogue on Snapchat. Give me that snap code. I want to see. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, Darren's got his own house. Uh, yeah. House of, house of Neurath. House of Neurath. If you get the wordplay, it's Darian backwards. Oh, oh. oh my gosh. Give it to Follow me. Follow me. Give I'm it to me. I'm over here. It's the corner in here. Oh, my gosh. You all are great. um yeah how do we even follow it up we went i just got a message from one of our listeners if we're interested yeah yeah i'm always interested in our listeners just so everyone knows um well they have a question and they're posing it um it's really like a statement and um i guess it's really directed towards you (gasps) marquis since you're someone who is actively in the service industry okay and um it's i'm not sure if it's really requesting feedback Mm -hmm. or common what kind of commentary but please feel free to provide it um so they've stated that as a femme person um servers a lot of the times are super passive and dismissive of them um and will completely cater to other more masculine people um, Mm -hmm. that they're with Mm -hmm. instead of actually acknowledging that they're um, present. And so um, this person says, you know, (laughs) I love this because I haven't heard, the gag is, and I love that, (laughs) the gag is, is that um, they're the one who chooses where to go and always decides like the tip amount. And it's super annoying that the service industry is dismissive of people who are Mm -hmm. Um, Mm femme-presenting. And I think that's that's pretty real. Very real. I could go on about that, but it sounded like it was directed toward Marquis in the service industry, so I will acquiesce. I mean, first. I have experienced th- that as like a customer as well, and especially like, mm. a femme of color being like, you know, dismissed all the time, whether it be at a restaurant or just, you know, where any sort of like social setting, like mm-hmm. yeah. anywhere. So I definitely feel that very deeply. I, I know for me as a server, at, that's also a femme. I have also witnessed other servers, other like, you know, whether, like however they are presenting, usually more masculine servers, uh, mistreating femmes or people of color Mm. in front of me. And it's always a problem. (laughs) Cause like wherever I'm at, whether it be in the workplace or just like day to day, I don't play when it comes to like disrespect towards films, especially films of color, because that's violent. Yeah. <laughs> and right. so I just, 
I'm always like the one to say something. And even like if it's me as a customer, my mom, like, because I, I, I reference my mom a lot because we go out to eat a lot, but <laughs> together. But um, I am always the one to just like pop off and my mom will be like, like pinching me like, stop, you know, why are you doing that? But I just don't have any sort of like filter when I, when that like level of disrespect has like been breached. And mm-hmm. so I totally uh, feel that kind of like pain of being dismissed or disregarded or just like given less service and attention when you're paying, when you're also a paying customer somewhere. Mm-hmm. It's c- completely unfair. That reminds me of what we were talking about during the last pitch break in terms of when there's a, um, you know, let the hosts seat you sign mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. how I was talking about, uh, I think most would say I can femme present it. Just d- d- depends on like how I'm feeling getting dressed that day, but it can be really uh boyish but i've totally noticed like and have seen it and also friends in the service industry that can attest now being from presenting you get looked over and mm. i as an on bar and i get really irritated with that like don't judge these a gender pretty clothes that i'm yeah. wearing <laughs> and then i open my mouth or i'll just march right over to the table that i want mm-hmm. i don't really give a care mm-hmm. and make it really clear like if you want to talk to you as the pants in this situation right. it's going to be mm. me like don't just judge just based off of my long asymmetrical hairdo, but mm-hmm. it's a real thing. And I feel like it circles back to that chick with the drink I was talking about at the top of the show where <laughs> she was just like, you look really passive. And I'm like, well, I'm not, I'm just yeah. tired. Cause I'm <laughs> yeah. fighting to not be passive all the time, but totally. And, um, and see it too, where like, you know, say I'm picking up the check or something like it's the more what interpreted mask people who are they get the check and then i really enjoy seeing the look on their faces when it's like me who's actually Mm -hmm. (laughs) in those Mm. situations who's pain you know but but it's so very true it's like it's just gross makes me angry irritable (laughs) distraught Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) Distraught. Distraught. distraught right yeah it's terrible yeah exactly i just uh this is exhausting to have to um you know, I don't want to, when I go out, and I don't think anybody femme presenting like wants to do the extra work. Like when we're going out, mm-hmm. it's to get the heck away from all of that. And yet even like a simple cocktail and it really infuriates me that no one, I don't think anybody ever really thinks about it, turns into like a really big deal. Mm-hmm. You know, I mm-hmm. even just like brace myself when I go in like, okay, like I've curated places that I like to go. Sometimes I don't care, um, like, I mean, I don't make a lot either, but like I will pay for those $9 cocktails if like they're consistent. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and I know I'm not going to get a lot of crap, you know, or fair to Midland crap about that, you know. Um, you know, and I wonder, you know, must be nice to not have to deal with that, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know. Um, yeah. And just, you know, anyway. Yeah, I digress. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> we have 30 uh, seconds. Before I the know, there's 30 seconds in next, and I feel like I want to respond. I mean, I, <laughs> it's also interesting, too, because um, I wouldn't say I'm the most masculine presenting person, but I would definitely say I'm pretty mass passing. And it's I'm odd for me. What was that? I was nodding my approval. Oh, good. Yes. good. <laughs> approval nod, just so y'all yeah. know. Um, and as for me, it's it's really interesting how I'll go out with friends who are like femme presenting and people will like bring me the check and will like bring it to me <laughs> and like put this like weird stigma around like just what they perceive happening mm-hmm. in this platonic relationship right. and um it's interesting how like violent that is in our culture and how that's just one thing you have to kind of combat as a queer person mm-hmm. and it's something we don't actually get to really acknowledge because it's so deeply insidious Ingrained. that you can't really look at it um and gosh that's such a deep statement and I, you know we gotta take y'all off right now to Me help too. you understand why you got a tip you know, that's tip right. it's, We didn't really tip necessarily your plan this, but it's a tipping uh, show. But tip about, your host. But tip Kebu. Back to Emma Lugo. <laughs> yes, we're back here in um, Pledge Central, and uh, we just want to talk to you for about three minutes here about why it's important to give to Kebu. Um, you know, shows like Cutie Pock Talk, uh, you listen to programs like this because you want to go deep inside of a an important issue and you want to hear 
things that you may not hear any place else in town. And uh, we can do that because of your membership support. Your contributions provide the resources for us to be on the ground each and every day. So I hope that you'll join me, Emma, and the thousands of people who support KBOO every day. If you go online to kboo.fm or call us at 877-500-5266. Uh, right now is a great time to give. We've got some people down here just uh, enjoying some great snacks that have been donated to us by the community. And we're ready to take your call. We're almost halfway way to our membership goal drive it's really exciting um you know this membership drive is going until the 28th and uh it's it's amazing we're almost halfway there so i'm, I'm really excited about that um, i want to tell you about our special prize today um you know every day we have a daily uh, a daily prize so if you become a member now and uh you can be entered to to win a prize Today's drawing gets you an experience that you can share with your friends. You'll win a private party gift certificate for 10 people from Eastside Distilling in Portland. We're offering a new prize every day of the drive. Call 877-500-5266 now to be entered for a chance to win or go to kboo.fm for rules and restrictions. Uh, you know, KBOO is just such a great service to our community. It brings you these great shows like Cutie Pock Talk. Uh, right now they're talking about uh, you know, femme presenting people in the community and assumptions that people make uh, about that. They're they're going into issues that really really matter to a lot of people, and they probably matter to you. That's probably why you're listening to Cutie Pock Talk right now, because you care about this issue. You care about KBU. So if you could just give, uh, you know, if you just give like one hour a month of whatever you earn. Like for me, I make about $12 an hour. So for me, that'd be $144. That seems like a lot, but when you break it up into just once a month, it's not so bad. And really it's not that, I mean, one hour's wages is is a lot is a lot to give, but it's also, it, it means a lot too. I mean, if you can give that to KBU, it really makes such a difference to us because every person who gives to KBU uh, pushes us closer and closer to our goal. And we're in our 49th year. We've got uh, next year is our 50th year. We're having a big celebration and we want to get to our 50th year and we want to get to 50 more years beyond that. But we have to do that one day at a time. So if you can give to KBU right now, give us a call at 877-500-5266. If you care about programming like Cutie Pock Talk, um, if you listen to the queer programming block because you really want to support the queer community, if you want to know what's going on with the queer community, um, if you listen to KBU because you care about community, give us a call right now. Um, you know, if you can just give $10 a month, this is a great time to do it. Um, and uh, we're going to go back to Cutie Pock Talk. So just, again, if you give us a call, 877-500-5266, we will uh, we'll wait for your call right now. Thank you. And we're back. Ring, 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 ring. The phones are ringing. You love us. You really we love us. We believe in you, Portland. Show all us you love us with yes, your money. Tip <laughs> Please tip KBOO, the longest running community radio in yep. the nation. 50 years. Come you can years. be a sustaining donor, and I'm just yeah. letting you know. I'm sure you're yeah, just Support shade, shady talks like this. Absolutely. Support these <laughs> queer people of yeah, color. Absolutely. Let's be straight up about it. That's right. Like, come on. And Darian, I know you have to go. I sadly, pe- wow. I am. You know, you I'm doing very, this thing. Very big appointment. I'm trying to take care of myself, y'all. You better. I gotta go. On the I, subject of tipping and self care. Yeah, <laughs> it's self care is a real thing, and I made some commitments that I have to keep. You know, oh. I have a great person I talk to every week, <laughs> and they're like, "You got to make this commitment and come back." And I'm like, "I'll see." Great, you. just don't make it next time on a Tuesday. And the I know this was my own fault. Week so of the month or whatever. Cutie Park Talk. I love you all so much. <laughs> Thank you for listening. Thanks, I'm just leaving. The store's still going. All so. Right. All right. Darian out. Darian out. All right. It's just uh, me and Marquis now. I think we'll be fine. I think we got it. This is, I'm really kind of frightened though because Darian keeps me on task because all I want to talk about now is the, the house of, <laughs> the Vogue house. <laughs> what do you want to know? No, we're here to talk about <laughs> tipping and throwing shade regarding that <laughs> whole situation. Um, I want to take this moment to tell our cutie pock listeners that um we do check our messages a lot we love hearing from everybody out there that um so we have a question for you like do you tip or in the words of darian do you fall into the pond of the white 
allies. Dun, dun. And that's not a really complex <laughs> hot button. So message us, um, Cutie Pack Talk on Facebook. We're easy to find. Um, and we'll like address those questions when we're on the next time. We'll also probably answer them when we check our our Facebook mail. But um, yeah. Nice. But uh, where were we leaving off? We were leaving off about like not getting seats in the restaurants because yes. like white dudes and masked people are coming in and getting more help with that. Taking and then Fems, Fem taking up space and Fems are left Fem going. Erasure. Yeah, this is supposed to be an escape for me, and now this cocktail has become. A political issue. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> Am I the only one that feels that way? No. <laughs> no, not at all. <laughs> it's making dating stressful, honestly. <laughs> oh my gosh! <laughs> That's another intersection. Truly. Yeah, I don't know about you, but like, uh, when you're just trying to go out, and the person's like, "Well, where do you want to go?" and you're like. They can't, right? you can't ask me that. Right. That's <laughs> right. I like we both inhaled. Like that's exactly what we do. Like. You can't ask well, me that. Because. <laughs> <laughs> I have a lot of uh, yeses and a lot of noes. That's what I say. I'm like, do you know? Well, I had I an ex of mine try to take me to like the most like hetero white places oh, all the time. No. Like the trap. <laughs> uh, they were trying to take me to the trap, and I just be like, "Well, they were trying to be cool." I'm like, "Why oh, am I here?" Maybe no, <laughs> no, maybe no. <laughs> if there's anybody white out there trying to date Never somebody, take of, don't take us to the don't femme of color to the trap. To the trap. No. Or what's the one over oh, on um, Miss the Rambler? Oh God! Oh my God! If I had a time for a friend <laughs> or somebody who was wanting to be more than friend, I was like, I know this great place called the Rambler. I was like, nah. no, I absolutely cuss someone out there for just for staring staring i hate being stared at like just staring I, like the good old-fashioned i'm leering at you I, I have bad words my favorite thing to ask people when they stare at me when i'm like in public is how can i help you <laughs> you're so nice i <laughs> what they, do you need i don't say it quite as nice i'm like can i help you <laughs> You just, <laughs> or the gold fashion is there a bug on me oh my gosh like, <laughs> is what is it that me? you need yeah but I, I feel like this tipping issue is complex with that because I've been in many and I, this goes back to the class thing where um, you know I try to suss out people who also like crap beer like I do oh <laughs> I mean I do yes. like great cocktails but I'm really like practical is the word I like to mm -hmm. call it but you do get a lot of that word this ties into the whole like you should expect to be in a certain uh, class bracket. You mm -hmm. should be prepared for that. You should be prepared to want to go to these places that cater to that. And I feel like in the realm of so-called peacocking, mm -hmm. when you're dating somebody and you know, fanning your feathers, that that comes up a lot. Like, come to the Rambler or come to these places where um, the drinks are overpriced and crappy and mm -hmm. people are going to treat you like a commodity. Um, in the name of looking good, mm, okay. <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah, and that brings up all the issues you've been talking about. Like, okay, like for you know, uh, I think what we didn't get to talk about is like a lot of us, you know, worked, have worked, are working in service, various fields of service, mm -hmm. um, all kinds, you know, and so we're to to be either just trying to relax or on a date or with friends, and then to have somebody expect from you half of you know a quarter of your pay for just dressing nice is incredibly mm -hmm. insulting very and then you know and then your friend or your date or something is looking at you like well why aren't you going to <laughs> why aren't you going to or like what's the matter mm -hmm. and it's like okay now i'm on the spot because it can't be well you took me to a really classist racist place um, <laughs> and they're good right i've start. i'm about I to mean, start saying but I'm, I'm actually that i've gotten pretty good about <clears throat> like figuring out whether somebody would do that but like i'll straight up say that like well oh, look at where we are look where we are i'm like you haven't thought about it like yeah, I go on. Like even in the whole like it. I'm proposing today, I'm like, oh yeah, that's cute. Let's <laughs> let's talk about like how's that gonna work. Right. Anyway, Kyle's looking at me like it's time for a pitch break. <laughs> pitch break. It is. Okay, we'll come back to this. Back to Emma. <laughs> Great. We're over here in uh, membership central. We have lots of people here ready to take your phone calls. Um, so I hope you'll give them a call right now and keep them busy. The number here is eight seven seven. Five zero zero five two six six. We've got some great food here that's just been brought in, and uh, lots of really happy people. 
And uh, I just want to talk to you for a few minutes about why you should give to KBU and what KBU means to me and what it, what it might mean to you. But first, I want to mention they were just talking about, you know, spending half of their, they, they were just talking about like how, you know, getting dressed and spending money on clothing and stuff like that. And um, I just want to tell you that uh, there's a great gift right now at KBU here that if you wanted to give us a little bit of money, uh, you don't have to go to a store to, to get this. You don't have to go shopping. All you have to do is give to KBU. Um, if you give just $10 a month, that's um, $120 a year, which uh, for, for most people is at least uh, just a minimum one hour income or it might be more. Um, but if you can give just one hour uh, a month of your income, um, you know, whatever that amounts to, like if it's $10 a month and you want to get dressed up real nice, we've got this higher being t-shirt. It's really great. Um, there's, there's several of them right here, uh, just hanging on the wall. They look great. And this would be something that you could wear out, you know, if you're going to go out and have some fun and you want to show that you support KBU and that you're proud of KBU. Um, this is the higher being t-shirt and that's for $10 a month. But if you really want to go out in style, um, I know that everybody in Portland loves wearing black hoodies because I see black hoodies everywhere. Actually, actually I've got a black hoodie on right now. Um, but anyways, I know people love their black hoodies and we have the KBU hoodie which uh, will keep you warm all winter. I know that the rains just started, so you might want to get dressed up, uh, and, but you might want to wear something warm to keep you, uh, keep you dry from the rain. And, you know, we've got the KBU hoodie for $25 a month. That's a $300 minimum pledge. Uh, you can stay warm in your KBU hoodie, wrap yourself up in community radio love. So again, give us a call at 877-500-5266. That's 877-500-5266. And, um, you know, I just want to talk about this programming. Uh, This is the queer programming block and um, how important it is to have these voices, how important it is to have queer voices, because, you know, Portland is like a super queer town. I mean, it is so queer. It's like everywhere you go, there's queer people. And I know that you're listening right now to KBU. I know you are. You, you go to Pride. You Maybe you come to Trans Pride. You go out around town to the clubs. Uh, you might spend a little bit of money. And right now we're asking you to spend some money on KBU. Um, I know that this is programming that you, you listen to because you want to hear about voices. Like uh, I know a couple of weeks ago we had on uh, Alyssa, Alyssa Pagan, who uh, is an amazing organizer, uh, was on a couple of shows talking about how we need to take the corporation out of pride and how pride has become so corporate. And Alyssa is an amazing queer trans person of color, amazing speaker. And having people like Alyssa on KBU just means so much. Right now we've got on some great programming with Cutie Pock Talk and, uh, you know, issues that you cannot hear about every day. If you turn on like Fox News or some crazy thing, you know, you're not going to hear anything like this. But this is real. This is our real community. And so that's why if you can give us a call right now, our number is 877-500-5266. It's kboo.fm. And, uh, you know, if you can just give right now, this is a a great time to give. We're almost halfway to our goal. Our goal for this pledge drive is $105,000. And uh, help us, you know, get over that hill because... Um, you know, we are just doing so great right now. Everybody's really working hard here at KBU. It's pledge drive. Things are really exciting. And I know that you, you listen to KBU because KBU, KBU matters. It's a voice that matters in your community. Uh, we have almost 5,000 members, and I hope that you will become one of them today. We have lots of gifts. We have lots of things that we can tempt you with if you want to give. Uh, you could give almost, you could even, if you wanted to give a lot, you could even give $2,000. And we've got a gift for you if you give $2,000. That's dinner and a show with Amy Goodman. Now, I know a lot of people aren't going to give $2,000. I couldn't give $2,000. That's like a huge part of my, like, and annual income. But I know that some people listening to KBU right now could give that. And if you can, you know, give what you can afford to give. I mean, if you can afford to give $2,000, maybe you should. I mean, for me, I know I could afford to give like about 
$12 a month. That's about what I can afford. So, you know, but that's $144. I mean, that's great. If every person who listened in KBU gave just a little bit right now, that would push us way over our pledge drive goal. So give us a call right now. It's 877-500-5266. That's 877-500-5266. And I know that you want to give to KBU because KBU matters to you. It matters to me. It matters to so many people here in Portland. It's such a great community institution. It's something that we all love and we all really value it. So go online. If you've, if you've already given, maybe you could give a little bit more. If you've never given, this is a great time to do it. Uh, and now we're going to go back to Cutie Pock Talk uh, and close out the show. So thank you so much. And please give us a call right now. Oh, we're back. We're back. We're back. Thanks, Emma. You're so awesome. Um, yeah, tip us. Tip, tip, us. tip, 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 tip queer people of color. If you love this show, we were going to drop our Venmo. It should be. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, this free dating advice. But, well, yeah. For, for, I was just thinking, God, we're sure giving it away tonight. I don't know. Does that make me complicit with the white allies? Oh I'm just like. I know. I was like, oh, no, I should have never said that about the traps thing. Because if they already, I mean, like, oh, no, I've given them a leg up. Right. (laughs) Darn it. Sorry. Me and my mouth. It's all good. However, if you want to pay for that, it's a dollar sign. MX more shots. There you go. Let them know. (laughs) Drop it. Okay. (laughs) No free labor. (laughs) That's right. Marky, feel free to get in here. Um, Okay. Yeah. <laughs> shy, shy. <laughs> so we were talking uh, during the break. We've just got a few more minutes. It pains me so much I that know. we're wrapping up. But it went by so quick. we were talking about getting dressed up and then going. Yes. Okay. So to thing to restaurants and then getting still terrible service. Yeah, going to a nice restaurant. You put on the bomb outfit, the shoes, maybe even a soft beat, and <laughs> the service is terrible. And the expectation is you are still supposed to tip and then sometimes say you go to this same nice fancy place with multiple people and sometimes it's an automatic like gratuity once it's a party of so many people and then so what if you do that and the service is garbage right and you're now you don't even have a choice about how much you tip because it's embedded it's in embedded. your tab. you're tainted <laughs> yes. there's been days i come home from those get-togethers and i shower oh extra no. hard like just Smudge the classism just makes me feel awful <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> yeah. but yeah at that point it's like what are you paying for truly then? which goes back to the whole entitlement which i feel like goes back to so much which yes. is like racism and classism like feeling entitled to just have whatever you want to have yeah. because you showed up absolutely whatever, you're paying mean. for this like this idea this like look of this place and this quote unquote service that you didn't even get and I've been places that are may maybe fancy maybe not but off topic we were t- talking about earlier is like as soon as I walk in I catch that look from yeah. either patrons or people working and me, I'm like, <laughs> I'm a fire sign rising. So off top, I'm just like, don't look at me that way. <laughs> head snap, head will turn 360. <laughs> right. <laughs> or I'll just walk out. Because it's, it's totally unfair when you're going somewhere and you're spending your money to be treated like garbage. Mm-hmm. And it's also unfair when you're working in a place and patrons treat you like garbage. So I think it goes both ways. Mm-hmm. I feel like there are, also servers in you know the service industry who feel entitled to tips when maybe they didn't deserve it and there are also patrons who feel entitled to treat servers a certain way especially servers of color and um, that's I, I was saying earlier how I've kind of like reevaluated working in the service industry because of that like I could go on about some of the experiences I've had from white patrons in the service industry and where I'm at right now in my mind and like where we are in the world, it's caused me to like not, like the thought of working a ser- like a serving job scares the crap out of me because I'm like, no, no, no. Right. <laughs> you know, people, there's like this veil that comes over people when they walk in somewhere and are, they're expecting to be served that they're, the way that they treat people and their common decency mm-hmm. towards human beings just goes out of the window and they just talk to you and treat you any sort of way. And that I just can't do. Right, can't abide. <laughs> yeah. A lot of us cannot abide by Absolutely that. And it's not. right, like there's not a lot of 
black people in the hipster establishments. Right. You know, but then like we've been talking about those type of establishments and then, you know, and how patrons who are of color are getting treated in them and mm-hmm. just the complexities there. So it's exhausting Ooh. and uh, problematic, I think, is the mm-hmm. diplomatic term for that. We were also talking about um, the nefariousness of point of sale systems. Um, oh yeah. In that, well, maybe not. We shouldn't blame the point of sale systems. They're just robots that were created. But in the restaurants who are how they're used. How they're used. How where they're you go in there and you darling. just have, <laughs> which ties back into your like uh, comment about groups and gratuity, where you go in with like a party of five or six more and. Then they like, well, we have to split the checks. We don't, no parties, you know, no mm-hmm. more than two credit cards or debit cards. And at that point, it's like, okay, so when I first started encountering that, I was like, oh my gosh, like that means we're going to now have to ask each other or hope. Right, who got it? Who got it? <laughs> you know, and you know how it goes. Then you get like five more friends that show up. And then you have like a party of like, 10 right and then you're like okay well which one of us two people can float all this that's so wild to me i've never really like because my thing is okay so you have this policy you know no more than two credit cards but how are you going to get your money if (laughs) so and so these two people that have the cards don't have the money like how are you going to get your money (laughs) right so i yeah i definitely agree that i feel like that is some sort of also like Mm. Really classism, right? Only yeah. two credit cards. There's been restaurants I go, I don't go back. Mm. Well, not just me. I was just like, that was kind of irritating. And, yeah. and then you have to like get out dough and somebody has to go to debit debit ATM <laughs> or whatever. And get the, Here's the $18 I owe you for the dinner or whatever, you know, or cash me that. Cash me that. <laughs> my por- I'll cash you my right. portion. That's just <laughs> so, so the moral of the story is <laughs> act right, <laughs> do right. Right. <laughs> Yeah, act right, do right. Um, dates, think about where you're taking your people. <laughs> oh, my, yes, please. <laughs> yes. Please. Mindfulness. You don't Thank have you. to go to those yoga classes for mind- mindfulness. You sure don't. <laughs> you sure don't. Not even. Oh, my gosh. Well, Marky, it's been really divine we can't wait oh, to have you back you. on again I, yes, i'm anytime. totally gonna i know you're a 